Can you hear? Yeah, cool. Alright. Reminds me of back in the day in the studio. There you go. Don't tell me you're a rapper, bro. Are yeah. you? <laughs> I'm gonna have to throw on the beat ahorita. I have you to down? write it down, but I can't. No, I don't freestyle, I but I'm gonna write it down. Right oh yeah, I got you. Yes, nah. All right, let's be real. Podcast, a podcast where we're not afraid to have difficult conversations, and we like to keep it real. I'm joined today by a lovely couple. Uh, some of these guys are. This couple is very inspirational, mostly to myself, but to a lot of people that I know. Um, and I wanted to bring them on and kind of them share their story and uh, how they started their brand and everything like that. So we got Mr. Wally Suarez, Wally, right? Yes, sir. And we got Miss Yvonne Rodriguez from Presidio Hinaga and Puraya. So it's the, thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So uh, tell us a little bit about you. Where, so you were born in uh, El Paso. I was born in El Paso, Texas, in the military hospital. Cool, cool. And, and how was that? Uh, you were born and raised in El Paso? Or what? Uh, yeah, well, we pretty much traveled a lot. And then uh, finally it got to the point where my mom just got tired of traveling. They kept destroying furniture. Because yeah, the military moves you, you know what I mean? Like they pretty much pack your stuff and move you. And we got got to get, you know, kept moving to different bases and everything. Because my dad was, you know, being stationed in different locations. And then finally, we got back to El Paso for I don't know how many time we had gone back. And she was like, "This is where we're staying. You know, you can go ahead and follow your path in your career, and me and the kids will stay here. You know, just buy a house and we'll raise the kids, and you keep following your career." And that's what we did. So, sweet. Me, my brother and my mom, pretty much the majority of the time, and my dad was out. You know serving our country man shout out to your dad and thank, thank you for you. your service man uh thank you. I, i'm a take have a big huge honor for i have a big huge respect for uh veterans man and that's awesome that you grew up like that yes, sir. and so what about you yvonne tell us about you well graduated from presidio that's where i know you and thank you for having us once yes, again um moved out here about seven years ago i have a three-year-old and um that's not really much. Um, I was a single mother since my son was three years old. I've been working in corrections ever since six, seven months ago. So are you the plug? Like if I get locked up? Negative. Uh, <laughs> I actually, no. we, I saw her. I saw you again when I was doing insurance. The only time I've been Correct. in jail. No, you're good. It's the, the only thing I was going to tell you to get is I said, can mic so we can hear both you. But um, I saw her when I was doing insurance for the county, mm -hmm. um, and she was there, and I was like, I didn't even know you worked here. Yeah, I've never been in jail, by the way. So me either. That was yeah, the first time I've been. You never been in there either. Well, yes, but oh, <laughs> not even. I used to work there too. <laughs> oh, is that where y'all met? Yes, yeah. sir. That's where I was going. Um, whenever you went there, after I hadn't seen you since what 2009, maybe. Yeah, when you graduated. Ten. Yeah, long time ago. Well, that's where we met. I've been doing corrections since 2014. I did it because I was literally about to lose everything and the only vehicle that I had to transport my son and and how to do something, how to step it up and, and work and get my own money. Because, I mean, you, and kids, you can't give up. You know, you do it for them. And um, while they came along uh, to the corrections here in the county and and that's how we met. I was in a very toxic relationship at the time. And him being such a positive person. Intrigued he, you. Yeah. He he talked to me about 
loving myself, about loving my son. Actually, the only person that really believed in me and what I was capable of, I was very, very overweight. You want to tell them a little bit more about that story? You go deep in that. Yeah. Um, so initially when uh, we first actually worked in the same area in the jail, uh, just kind of getting to know each other, you know, I introduced myself, she introduced herself. And uh, of course, that was already talk about me being there because I came from a bigger form of the prison system with the Texas Department of Corrections. And, oh. you know, I had already had 17 years of experience under my belt. Oh, dang. And the only reason I went to the county was because of COVID. Because oh. I was already in the old field. I had already, you know, transitioned myself from the correctional and law enforcement to the oil field. And then, of course, COVID hit. People started getting laid off. Uh, I was getting hours cut. And plan B, of course, is my law enforcement, you know, experience. So I shot my resume to them and they hired me on the spot, like no interview, no nothing. It was just oh, like, at the corrections you know, mm-hmm. yeah. at the county okay. jail here in Odessa. So I uh, went in there. And then, like I said, a couple months in. Uh, I was working overtime on her shift, and uh, we actually were working in the same department. We got a little talking and uh, just kind of like, you know, getting to know each other and really wasn't too deep of a conversation just yet. But then, Friendly. Yeah, just, you know, kind of mm-hmm. just getting to know each other, kind of feeling each other out as far as like my inmate management skills, her inmate management skills, how she was, you know, talking to those guys, how I talked to those guys type of thing. And then um, about a couple of days later, I'm inside one of the control pods where you can actually control doors and you're watching cameras and oh, things of that nature. So. She goes in there because she's actually assigned to that dorm after she comes back from a hospital transport. And we kind of got deep in the conversation at that point. And I started getting to know her a little bit better. And relationships kind of came into the play as far as like, you know, what uh, what she was going through and the kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, I just kind of started asking her some questions like, you know, like, do you not feel like you're worth more than that? You know, than what this guy's actually making you feel like and how he's treating you and how the the roller coaster relationship you're going through you know and she was like yeah absolutely i do and i was like well i can't tell you know what i mean i was really blunt about it i was very just <laughs> he was up front and forward you know what i mean i keep it 100 i'm gonna keep it real with you you know what i mean and that wasn't flirting or nothing it was just more like just a man, conversation I, straight up yeah. yeah i mean and i'm not even gonna lie man the first thing that attracted me to her was her smile man you know what Aww. I, mean? I, was, I was in training Dang, man and man, uh, that's sweet. i was actually in training and she was passing by, man. And I was listening to one of the instructors speak. And she walked by. And I just kind of like looked at her. And she's, somebody said hi to her. And she's, I think it was the supervisor that said hi to her. And she smiled. And I was a rap, man. I was like, man, like this woman is gorgeous. You know what I mean? So wow. then when we finally got to talk, it was like, man, like, why are you letting this dude do you like this, That's man? Cool. You're worth a lot more than that, you know? So um, that conversation didn't really go as, as as far in depth as, as, you know, knowing everything about the relationship. And then another time we got to talk and I knew something was bothering her, you know, so I asked her and she kind of opened up a little bit more and started telling me like some of the stuff that she was going into. And I was just like, man, are you not seeing the red flags? Like, you don't see the signs this guy is telling you, like, this is what he's doing. So I started opening her mind to things and then she was, you know, her response was like, man, I'm not like, I didn't see it like that. I'm like, well, that's how you should see it. You know, I'm a grown man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you as a as a friend, not as a, you know, I'm not trying to be like that shoulder Prime to lean shoulder, on. Yeah, 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 or like trying to be this person who's trying to like get you off a rebound or scoop right. this scoop you up under this man's feet. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to do that, but I'm also trying to open your eyes to the whole thing about like how this man's treating you and how, you know, what you're doing to yourself in response to this man's actions. You know what I mean? It's not like you're not hurting him, you're hurting yourself. Correct. 
So after that, I asked her the million dollar question. That's what we call it. The million dollar question. The million question. dollar question was to, what I asked her. I said, let me ask you one question. I was like, and after that, I said, I'll leave you alone because she was already getting kind of eye water, you know, eyes were watering up and she was, you know, the conversation was getting very deep. And I said, uh, can you see this man being a role model to your son? And That's that what got me right there. She broke, man. She That's broke. a deep She's, ass question. Yeah. It so is. she if broke down. It, yeah. So she broke down. She started tearing up and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I did not mean to hit it like that hard. You know what I'm saying? But it was like a throat punch. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I was just like, man, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to hit you that hard, but I mean, that's, that's an honest question that you need to ask yourself as a single mom with a son. Right. Like, is this man dad material? Is he stepfather material? Can he teach his son to be a man? Can he teach his son how to treat women? Can he teach his son respect, morals, and what it takes to be a good young man in this society, especially in today's day and age? Especially in today's day and age. And so as a woman, a lot of times, just for the fact that we are trying to look for love, we act in a selfish way, just thinking about ourselves. But hey, you got a little one, two little ones that are looking up to you. You got to be picky and who are you? And to see who you're getting with. Like, is this man really the person that you want your kid to be around with? To pick up the same habits, to to pick up the same um, morals and thoughts that they have. So whenever he went with that question, do you see this guy as a role model to your son? Definitely not. I actually had a key to his house at that time. And... Uh, Whenever I was going outside to the parking lot, the first thing I did, we were switching uh, shifts. shifts, and that person was in the other. Anyway, he was in the parking lot, and I just gave him his house key back. I said, you know what? I'm done. He didn't say a thing to me. It was like nothing. It was nothing. He wasn't losing anything. All he did was send me a text message, and he said, fuck it. That's how important I was to him. But yet I was hurting myself, thinking less of myself. Mm, and um, For someone that didn't value you. Correct. Mm -hmm. So that was it. That question got me. I left him. And then um, after that, I said, I'm going to do for me, for myself, for my son. And that's it. I said, I need you to coach me. I need to lose weight. I need to get in the gym, worry about me, hustle, work hard, do overtime, and just Damn. do for me. I wasn't looking for anything. I just said, it's enough about thinking to find love here and there. No, that's enough. That's enough. And uh, and I worked on myself, and that's how we got closer and closer and closer through fitness. That, I, that, that really brought you all closer, yeah? Yeah, well, after, after that situation happened where she broke up with a guy, the next time we worked together, it was kind of like the same scenario. Like, she got back from a transport, and then I had asked her. I was like, so how'd that go? I said, I bet he didn't say nothing but, like, it is what it is type of thing. You know, she was like, you're <laughs> absolutely right. And I was like, see, I told you that dude didn't care about you. He didn't, he didn't value you. He does not, he's not a real man. Like that dude does not know how to treat you right. So I was like, let me ask you a question. I was like, what's your outlet? What do you do to exhaust stress? Or mm. what do you do to, mm. you know, bring yourself out of slumps or whatever? And she was like, initially, like, I just go out with my friends and have a good time. And then I was like, so let me ask you this. And I was like, being that you make the money you make here, you support your friends too, don't you? Like you literally are the one buying the drinks and spending the money. And she was like, yeah, actually I do. Buying friendships. And I was like, so I said, I guarantee you that these women, if you don't pay for their drinks, they're not going to go out with you. Out with yeah. You. So I was like, you know, how about you change your outlet and come to the gym, work on yourself, get that body right. 
And I was like, man, you, you'd be amazed on what you can accomplish if you just put your mind and focus and set a goal for yourself. And you can do so much more. Like, But like hanging out with these people and being at the bar is like, what do you think you're attracting out there? This is the same people that are walking in the back door drunk with <laughs> yeah. DWIs and public intoxications and all kinds of other stuff. You know what I mean? I was like, these are not the right people. And I was like, and you're hanging out with this crowd and the women you hang out with. You can hop on right there if you want. And I was like, and the women, the women that you're hanging out with, some of these women have actually been back there <laughs> yes. for the same reason, DWIs and everything else. So I was like, you know, change that. And I didn't, I didn't ask her for her phone number. I didn't add her on for social real? media. Nothing. You didn't I, throw a shot yet? Nothing, no. bro. Nothing. I said. You're just keeping it 100. I just said, you know what? At 7.30, go to the gym. And if you show up, we'll get it. I'll put you through a workout and I'll show you what it's about. And sure enough, man, one day she showed up. And uh, of course, the first thing to start any female to me would be like leg day just to get, you know, because most women want their <laughs> legs to look nice. Yeah. So I crushed her. Man. I crushed her on leg day. And, but, right. she went to, but she did the whole workout. You know, and the next day, of course, she was in a lot of pain. I stretched her out. And then after that, it was like she knew like it was like an addiction and she knew she wanted it. And it was like, OK, how much what's it going to cost to do this? And then like initially we we started and then. You know, it was kind of like, I think she knew that she was kind of going to catch feelings. So she kind of ghosted for a little bit. And then, but I was persistent. I was like, no, man, like you need to get in here. Like, and I kept asking her like daily basis, are you going to the gym today? Are you going to come to the gym today? And it was always like different excuses. You know what I mean? By but, the way, huge transformation. And I applaud man. you because yes, Wally put it, y'all both put in work. And yes. I knew Yvonne when she was big, like she's a motivation to all the big people out there i'm speaking you know myself you know <laughs> yeah. thank you but uh no that's awesome dude that and i'm gonna need to go in there for leg day because i have no ass so I, <laughs> I, I wear suspenders bro literally because i have no ass bro so hey man i get you on there bro all I right hell yeah no, yeah you. my uh start weight was 220 pounds i made it all the way all the way to 150. dang and, so, and solid holy now hell. 160 but i got muscle Wally, what's up? Where do we sign up, bro? Plug in, plug hey, in. Uh, we're right here, now. man. We're here. Right now, all right. Yeah, we're here. I mean, hey, all I mean, you know, hey, we're helping each other out, right? Yes, sir. So, hey, yes, man, sir. that's what of it's course. all about. So, uh, initially, whenever you know, I kept being persistent, basically. You know, what I mean, I kept on asking her to go to the gym, go to the gym, go to the gym, and then she started. She tried to go with the people from her shift, but then it was like a group of people who were lazy. They ain't about that life, and I kept trying to tell her, like, man, these people ain't about that life. Why are you coming with these jokes? You know what I mean? Like these mm -hmm. dudes can't, I mean, you lifting more weight than them now. Damn. You see what I'm saying? So it yes. was like, so finally I just, man, we went to, I went to work one night on her shift and, uh, you know, we hadn't spoken a little bit cause I kind of like, was like, you know what? I'm just going to give you that same energy mm -hmm. you're giving me. Mm -hmm. So went to work one night, man. And it was like, I don't know. I just couldn't, it was like, we, I, I saw her, man. And it was hard not to say hello, hard not to talk, hard not to give her a hug and say hi and how you doing. And kind of have those deep conversations but we had already had that connection at one point so man after the end of the day i just i couldn't handle it no more man i sent her a text message i was like man we need to talk like this ain't cool like i'm not i don't like being at work and not being able to talk to you and this is making things awkward and i was like so we need to talk like we i need to talk to you like i need to tell you some shit that's like that, that's real to me you know so she was like come to my house like you told her that how you felt yeah like not there but on the text i just oh, told her i wanted oh. to tell her but Dang. she shot me a text message that said well come to my house so I <laughs> me said, shoot me the smart. address. And I guess she thought because, you know, since her family lives in the, her, you know, her oh, son, right. her dad is in the same house. That, that you I weren't going to go. Be, yeah, I was going to be scared. Mm -hmm. And be you like, well, meet me on the cool. Not hey, Yeah, I was like, shoot me your address. And then she was like, froze, bro. So I didn't get a text message back. 
I didn't get a text back for like 10 minutes, right? So I'm like, man, she's not she's not about it. So initially she's like, a friend's coming over. We're going to have a talk. I haven't, speak, I haven't spoken to her in a while. So I was like, that's cool. I'll hit you up when I get out of the gym. So sure enough, I went to the gym. I looked up her address literally right across the street. Dang, From that's funny. You don't yep. know you are some gymnast. Yep, I know, so. yeah. I was making all types of excuses. But the reason only why is because I knew, I mean, I liked him. And I was already hurt. I was already right. going through so much. So I was like, okay, I like him. I'm, I'm going to grow feelings. So I need to back off, back off, put a pause to it. I don't want to, I don't want to go through being hurt again mm -hmm. through, uh, you know what? Like maybe let's see what happens. Like yeah. I'm already 30 years old. I was 29, mm -hmm. but I mean, I was trying to, uh, focus on myself. I didn't want a relationship. And that's how and you know persistent what's cool? he was. He was trying to put the focus on you at the beginning. It yeah, wasn't even about him. So I applaud that. You know what since I mean? Like yeah. It was real. Like He was mm -hmm. just trying to make you better. Me. Uh, build that's me cool, up. That's yeah. cool. Build me up. Getting me out of my shell. Um, showing me how much I'm worth and how much somebody that loves you right can bring to the table. So we talked about this literally a second ago. It, it was like. It's crazy how two people that love each other can tear each other apart mm -hmm. or build each other up. Correct. Yeah. And and people that don't know who they are and jump into relationships, that's mm -hmm. what most people do. Though though it's hard, bro. Relationships are hard, especially if you don't know who you are, because you'll jump into a relationship, you don't know who you are, then you're jumping in with someone else that doesn't know who they are, mm -hmm. trying to deal with each other. Mm -hmm. It's 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 recipe for disaster. So I'm curious, um, how did you get to this level that you're at, Wally? Because you're good fitness wise, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. How did you get like, talk to me about that? Well, well, uh, I guess my, my fitness journey kind of started. Well, when I was, when I was younger, I was heavy. I was a very heavy You're a kid. big boy. Yeah. I was, I was heavy growing up. Uh, I was eating just literally anything and everything. I was eating out of boredom as a kid Damn. and I was very overweight and, uh, I was, but I was very talented in baseball. And uh, most Puerto Ricans are, by the yes, way. Yes. Yeah. Well, my father, my father was is very talented in baseball as well. I mean, he actually uh, he played ball. He played ball in in Mexico. He played ball in Puerto Rico. Like, yeah. So he was, cool. he was he went all the way you know to the top basically in in his leagues and everything you know and and very well known for his baseball skills Swarts. and everything. So uh, of course, as a kid, I followed those those steps playing baseball. And uh, actually, it was between the eighth year of eighth grade going to freshman year. The, the high school coach uh, came to one of my city league games and was like, hey, what school are you going to be going to? What district are you in? So I was like, well, I'm going to be going to Andrus, and that's in El Paso on the northeast side. Mm. And he was like, he's like, do you think you can compete at the higher level? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm confident, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young kid, but I'm also playing in the age group that's higher than me. So I thought like, yeah, I can compete with those guys. And then he was like, well, one of these days I'd like for you to come to the practice and watch my guys play. So sure enough, man, I went to the high school and uh, the varsity baseball team was practicing out there, man. And there's a lot of talented guys, man. And the ball looked like it was invincible. It was throwing me so hard, you know what I mean? And I never mm -hmm. seen the ball go that fast at close up. So I was like, whoa, man, I'm going to have to change something. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at that point, he was like, if you honestly think you can compete with this, man, you got to get yourself in shape. So literally the year between my eighth grade year and my freshman year, like, man, all I did was run. I would just working. get up in the morning. I would put on some sneakers and I would run from my family's house, like all the way. I don't even know how much distance it was. I just remember I would run all the way across the interstate to a diamond shamrock and come all the way back down the hill. And I did it every day during the summertime. And then 
I would walk to the baseball field and I would run foul poles, literally from foul pole to foul pole, and I would run bases over and over again. And when I showed up my freshman year, man, I was tall and skinny. <laughs> I lost all that weight. I, I literally minimized my portions to everything my mom would actually put on a 12-inch plate. I was eating it off a bowl. And I minimized my portions. I shrunk. I got real skinny. And then uh, my freshman year, I made varsity baseball. Damn, and I told and, and told the coach, like, I told you I can <clears> compete. <throat> you know what I mean? I told nice. you I can compete with these guys. But I was... I'm what, a very, I'm a very focused man, you know. What, what I mean? was I, the motivating or the driving factor, though? Was it really just you competing at a higher level? It was just me loving the game, man. I just mm -hmm. I love the game, and and I knew I had a talent for it. I know it's gotcha. in my blood, and it was like you know, just man, I have a, I had a passion for baseball. I mean, I still I still love watching it, you know what I mean? But I and I would love to play it still, you know. I think I'm in great physical shape. I, my arm probably can't hang as much <laughs> as before, you know, throwing as much, as hard as I used to. But I mean, I I was very good, man. I was very well known in the leagues for striking out all kinds of people you, you know had a nasty ass curveball oh, when i was a catcher nobody could steal second base on me or third base you know what i mean people wouldn't dare run on me when i was catching uh, i dominated in the mexican leagues i mean i did i did very well man but i'm a very uh like goal-oriented person man, you know what i mean and when i when i set myself to something like i know like i'm i'm big on manifestation you know i, I believe in in the power of the of your mind and over the universe you know what i mean where i can I just say I want this. I'm gonna get this. I have mm -hmm. this, and I and I already. You gotta believe it exactly, mm -hmm. and I conduct myself as if I already have it, and it just comes into place. And that's kind of like what happened with us. Like I just told her, like you know, like kind of going back to that story. I went to her house and just told her how I felt about her, and was like, you know, I'm, I'm all about you right now. Like I want to see you do better. I know I can help you do better, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm willing to give everything up. Like everyone I speak to, everything, to be with somebody like you. You know, and she was like, well. If we're doing this, we're doing this 100%. We're not going to, it ain't going to be no breaking up and getting back together type of thing. If we're in it, we're in it to win it. And I was like, you got my word. There's two things that I th that come to mind when I hear your story. One is you need only wish, if you need only believe if you wish to achieve one. Absolutely. And the second one is luck is not, everyone's talking about luck, but I feel luck is Man. preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. And, uh, right. you know, you prepared yourself. Yeah. When the opportunity came knocking, mm -hmm. and you were able to get there, even when it came to him on. Mm -hmm. So, do you think that growing up in a military household, like I, you hear stories where where they're disciplined, military men yes. are disciplined. Do Do you think yes. that was a driving factor for you? I mean, like a big... absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my father's work ethic is, I mean, impeccable. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, and as a kid, watching him come home and taking off his boots and then uniform still pressed. You know what I mean? I think it's still stand up on its own, but he would put it back on a hanger and he would measure. I mean, he would literally measure his chevrons. Mm -hmm. He was a sergeant at the time mm -hmm. and he would measure his chevrons to put them on. Cause back then it wasn't like this patches like they have now. Yeah, the yeah, you just stick them. Back then they were pinned in, you know what I mean? So they were pinned in, the boots were glossy. I mean, he would sit there with the key when he would shine Dang. the boots up. I mean, he had a brasso on his belt buckle. They used to have the little gold belt buckle. I mean, then name tag, everything was on point, man. And he used to do it with a ruler. And I watched that, man, and that kind of, mm -hmm. that helped me wear my uniform the way it did when I started corrections. Because I started corrections at the age of 18, right out of high school. Mm -hmm. So, man, I wore my uniform exactly how my dad wore it. I mean, you could literally see yourself in my boots. What branch of the military was your dad? He's Army. Army? Yeah. Sergeant? Uh, he retired as a star sergeant, yeah, sir, E3, or E6. E6, okay. Yeah, he retired out of Fort Hood, and currently my brother's actually serving in the military. And you know, my military brother's family? A, yeah, my brother's a master sergeant in the Air Force. Nice. So he's killing it too, man, and he's and he's also, same thing, man. That Is your dad, like, like built like, like you, or are you kind of bigger uh, than your dad? 
No, man, my dad's more built like you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> man, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, Wally? No. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? No, no. Moment of silence. No, uh, actually, my dad was in very good physical shape at one point in his life. And then uh, when he retired from the military, he kind of, you know, he was he was he had that mentality, like, I'm retired now. You know what I mean? I'm enjoy yeah. this. And then he actually went from being in the military to he did four years of corrections as well. And then decided to go to U.S. Customs as a federal agent. Mm. And then when he went to U.S. Customs, he was stationed in Miami. And over there, of course, the drug game is strong. So, yeah. you know, dealing with everything he was dealing with, he was running all the time and everything got back, got back in shape. And then when he tired, he got to El Paso. He had a couple of surgeries. You know, he's a disabled veteran. So uh, had a lot of things that happened to him in the military that kind of caught up to him finally after some age. And uh, he got on light duty. And then finally he retired from U.S. Customs. Had a couple of surgeries. Now he's just... Stay at home, grandpa, man. He takes care of my little girls, and and he's he's a great man, man. He's I've learned a lot from him. I mean, we we really don't have that strong bond where like we talk every single day, type of thing, you know, nothing like that. But I mean, I learned everything I learned about from that guy, man. He's a he's a great provider, man. I mean, that dude. It didn't matter whether if I didn't see him for weeks on end, months on end, man. It was like you know, I mean, I knew he was calling to talk to my mom on a regular basis, and I mean, there was food on the table, bro. There was a house over my head, and you know, clothes on my back, man. So I'm grateful for that. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's a, that's a big thing for me. And that's, that's why I'm the person I am. And I provide for my kids. And that's kind of like how the faith family fitness thing started. You know what I mean? Cause I didn't want her going back to the sheriff's office after I quit there. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of got released there. I kind of beat the shit out of somebody, but did you really for real? Yeah, man. I, I, okay. I, tell us, tell us. No, <laughs> no you don't. Have to uh, well, I mean, I can talk about it. No, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, I mean, I, I can talk <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Cut, cut. <laughs> No, I mean, I could talk about it now. I mean, it's old news, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's just basically when I first got there, their first thing that they tell you in training is if they don't if they do not do what you tell them to do, you make them do it. You know, the me, inmates, right? Yeah. And me right. coming from 17 years of big Correction. prison system. Yeah, big prison oh. system. Like, I mean, I worked on a 4,000-bed facility as a captain and a major. Hold on. Like, you, you're not, you think this little punk yeah, from Odessa yeah. is going to tell me something? You know what I mean? Hey, bro, or Odessa, in, we hood, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Which side of the railroad tracks, though? Because I know, yeah, that's how y'all distinguish your hood. Yeah, like, <laughs> south side of the tracks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically, uh, yeah, I'm not going to mention the dude's name or nothing. Like right, that, right, man, right. But I mean, you know, I just basically was doing my rounds one day, man. I just started my shift, and I was doing my, my little accountability count, you know, head count. And I walked up to the window, man, and I opened up the little window, and this dude just walked up to the window, and he was like, you know, what's up, motherfucker? You know, am, am I? Oh, yeah, you can cuss. cuss. Yeah, All right, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah. So um, let's be real. Yeah, so he's like, "What's up, motherfucker?" And I just, I just laughed at him, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, "Was he big or was he nah, not at he all, was man?" Short. And I was just like, "What's up, man?" You know, and I'm laughing at the dude, man. He was like, "You come up in here, man. We'll fuck you up." So I'm like, "Well, keep that same energy, homie, because I'm coming." You know what I mean? So I got on the radio. Open and I, cell. That's it. Open the door. You know. So I walked up on him, and I'm like, "What's up, man? I'm standing right here. Fuck me up. Do what you gotta do, man." And he was just like, "No, what's up? What's up?" And I'm like, "I'm standing right here." You call me out from the other. I said, don't talk shit behind a 300 pound door, dog. I'm right here in front of your face. What's up, convict? Like, if you that bad, if you that much of a gangster, let's see. It. I'm standing right here, bro. Talk with your hands, not with your mouth. And he kind of just sat there and stared at me. And I was like, all right, I'm not going to waste my time anymore, bro. Have a seat so I can go through your cell, do what I got to do, take out the trash and walk out. And he just kept looking at me. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you again, bro. I said, you either get, you either sit down or I'm going to put you down. Oh, what's up, motherfucker? Fuck you. And that was it, bro. I fucking. <laughs> I grabbed him by his armpits, bro, and just threw that pull against the wall. And then when he bounced up off the wall, he came back like, you know, like he wanted to charge up. And I didn't even give him an opportunity, bro. I tore his ass up. So, 
he got distance. Yeah, but I had him. I had him. I mean, I was pounding that dude until he was literally like, "Stop, stop, stop!" Like, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know, and he he begged me to stop, man. So I, you know, I was like, "Are we done?" And he was like, "Yeah, man, we're done." So I backed out of the cell, called the supervisor. They went down in there, and like within minutes, bro, his shit was just swelling up and welting up bad. And then about nine o'clock that night, he was like, "Man, I need medical. I think I got a concussion." Oh and shit! I was like, "Cool, not a problem. Put your hands between the slot. I'll take you over there." I ain't going nowhere with you. So I was like, all right. So, so I called medical, man, and they came down and they evaluated him. And he was on some mental stuff. You know what I mean? He was oh, saying that, that me and some dude named David Camacho had raped Selena Gomez and some <laughs> weird stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was like out of the out of the blue. You know, but he was he was like mentally unstable. But after that point, everyone that worked at the county that kept in touch with us was like, man, I don't know. Like, you knocked some sense into that dude, bro. He got back yeah. in the general population. He don't talk shit no more. <laughs> Hey, like sometimes people need an ass whooping, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm the cool, and I feel like sure. we need to see yeah. that shit more. But that dude was, he was very disrespectful to everybody. And he was very. like, give me my fucking food. Like, he was always the He was used to and... people not fucking whooping yeah. his ass or but keeping them accountable. The guy also had like six trays of food in there that nobody was picking up because they're scared of him. They were scared. Because he, he talks all that shit. So people think, man, if I walk in there, this dude's going to assault me. So they wouldn't even go in in a group. And I went in by myself and took it. You know what I'm saying? But like, I mean, like, he didn't. He didn't just go in there to whoop him. I mean, the inmate no, wasn't no, complying. He charged. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. Uh, he wasn't complying. Like I said, and he made a sign of um, aggression. Uh, aggression towards him, and that's why he had to react the way he did. But I mean, here, these people—they're not convicts. They're here. It's the pre-sentence facility, so therefore, right, right. they are not uh, guilty, convicted, convicted yet. yet. So yeah. they take it more. Slide, they're you know? more yeah mm -hmm. but you know in working in the corrections man like a lot of those people they're in there and they try to make a name for themselves so they act out that way yeah. you know what i mean but well, i can I'm, imagine but yeah. i'm old school man i'm old school man my parents you know my, my parents didn't like they don't teach you how to shoot they didn't teach you how to fight with a knife they taught you how to fight with your hands absolutely exactly. that's all you have in there i'm me being coming from being a major man where i'm one step away from being a warden in the correctional system oh, sure. like you know i demand respect man i earn my position you know what i'm saying when I, there's no need to disrespect each other you know, we can't talk about things like grown ass man. Then why are we even talking? No, and you know what's crazy, bro? I've I've had this happen where I've gotten into a scrubble with someone, and afterwards we're like, we're friends, bro. Yeah. When I first moved yeah, to Presidio, no mm -hmm. uh, I got a. I'm not gonna say his name, but I had made a comment about a girl, and that was his girlfriend. I didn't even know, and like I would, he would like hit me, or we would play yeah. basketball. He would like throw the ball at me. Really? And uh, I, I didn't know it was his girl, dude. Yeah. And finally, I was like, you know what, bro? What the fuck is your problem? We we fought. We got in a fight. The coaches pulled us apart. Mm -hmm. They didn't say anything of it. It was a coach in, in mm -hmm. athletics. But afterwards, we became best of friends, dude. We're still friends. Yeah. We fought, and then like we scrubbed it. And yeah. you don't see that no more. And part of the reason that I'm doing this, too, is because there's not there's there's a rise, bro, in masculine females and feminine men. Yeah. And I wanted to be... I wanted to get flags out or whatever and like, hey, dude, like, guys, we need to step up and we need to lead the, the right way. Uh, I think we were a big factor into women being more masculine mm -hmm. and men. We felt women, I feel. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to lie. And, uh, and that's not the case on everyone. But, you know, we need to take accountability and we need to step up. And, and you know, I salute and, and uh, I, I have respect for you on that, dude. Like, just, you know, putting in work and whatever we needed to do. Um, so I'm gonna switch gears real quick and kind of ask you one a question. Uh, what is it? Um, dang it, I had it on top of my head. I forgot. <laughs> oh, uh, what is something that, uh, 
what was like the most difficult thing that your relationship prior to Wally taught you? Like if you could give someone advice, a woman in your position that was at that level, what, what is it that it taught you? What, what would you say? To not settle for just the fact that someone is there telling or giving you a little bit of attention. I thought I was happy. I thought um, this man, for the fact that he would take me out to drink and get drugs. I mean, and, and drink. <laughs> hey, cut it. Cut, 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 cut it. Cut it. <laughs> no, I don't need drugs. personal discussion. <laughs> I can edit the audio, but I can't no, edit that no, one. I was just talking about myself. I've never done drugs. But yeah, I mean, in that drinking environment. For the record. For the record. <laughs> No, it's all good. It's all good. In that environment, when you're drinking and you're constantly in bars, I mean, we're in Odessa. What do you find? Skittles in the restroom? You don't. Honestly and truly. But uh, just for somebody to uh, spend a little bit of money on drinks on you, you think, oh, this this guy really likes me. Oh, he invites me to spend the night over twice a week. Negative. Damn. um, To not settle you're worth more than you think you do. It's just a matter of fact that you don't believe it yourself. You don't love yourself. Nobody is responsible of your own happiness. Absolutely. Even if you're in a relationship, even if you're in a marriage, your husband is not responsible of your own happiness. And that's been a hard one. Because to me, I'm like, oh, he makes me happy. Or he will make me happy. Or... I was very unhappy because of him. No, that's that was my choice. That was my decision. I, I put myself in that relationship and in that position. And I let it get so far to the point where I was allowing other people to step on, on me. And that would make me think less of myself. Um, so all I want to say, I mean, to whoever's in a relationship like that, because I've got I've got females now that they see my transformation. Mm-hmm. And they see that I'm in a great relationship with them, with an amazing man who, I mean, he does nothing but talk all kinds of great things about me. Speaks and, and, life into you. Yes. And Absolutely. he's always acknowledging every single little thing that I do. And they'd be like, well, what's an advice you can give me? I'm going to work on you. Yep. Like screw wanting to get a perfect man. If you don't think you're perfect, if you don't value yourself, if you don't say, look at that badass bitch on the mirror nobody else is going to see it correct therefore they will take advantage of you and then speaking to existence somebody will come along and value that if, if they don't the first red flag by like what are you going to sit there and wait for for that person to to hurt you physically mentally to kill you because it's happened like nowadays look at all this news it's sad. It's very sad. Oh, and we shit. women, yeah, I'm bringing your mm-hmm. we women allowed ourselves to, <clears throat> to be in that position. Why? We got kids. We got, we got a whole life ahead of us. If only we value ourselves, we would actually not go through all that messed up stuff. But I mean, we, we do have to go through hard times in order to value when a good one comes along. Trials and tribulations, yeah. yeah. Este, what about you, Wally? What advice would you give uh, these young men? Or what are, What have you observed about the dating scene now? Or, or even looking at relationships? Like, you saw red flags right then and there. 
I just think that, man, like, I mean, even, even for women, man, like, I just think that, you know, you got to love yourself before someone can love you. You got to respect yourself be someone before someone can respect you. Like you yep. can't think you're going to get an honest man. If you sitting here posting pictures of yourself and thongs and all this other kind <laughs> of shit, like, you know, and letting for the world to see, because at that point you're community property, girl, you're not, Correct. you're not somebody's girl, you community property. You put yourself <laughs> out there for everybody to look at when you got 3000 likes, just cause you showing your ass. But you know, you can take a picture of yourself in a graduation gown and only get a hundred likes. Everybody wants to see you naked. Nobody wants to see you succeed. You know what I'm saying? And everybody wants to see the flesh. Nobody wants to give a damn about what's the inside. Person. Exactly. Yeah. What's inside. Like, it's not. And I mean, I can't speak for every grown, grown ass man, but I can speak for myself and say, like, you know what? Like, I saw value in this woman. Like, I saw I saw something in her that she didn't even see in herself. Correct. I was going to say that. I didn't even see that in myself. She never thought she could accomplish the body that she has now. You know what I'm saying? And I told her. And she told me, like, she's like, man, who would have thought? I said, me. <laughs> Shit, I thought that. I seen it from the get go, you know what I'm saying? But I believe, man, and like, and my thing is that if most, if men would just turn around and like stop like degrading women and stop disrespecting women and stop thinking like you have to be the man in control, nah, bro, that's not how it works. Relationships are something that's gotta be mutual, man. You gotta work as a team. You gotta be a unit. You gotta build a foundation off that. You can't just turn around and like be this controlling man. Like, no, you can't wear that. Like, bro, she was wearing it before you got with her. That's what attracted you to it. You know what I'm saying? And then all of a sudden now she can't wear it. And me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, you know, back then it didn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So now I'm like, shit, wear it. You know what I'm saying? Like now I don't though. I don't. I mean, but I'm I mean, my thing is, bro. I mean, if you look at my social media, bro, social media to me is the murder of every most relationships because people don't know how to like stay out of women's DMs or women don't know how to stay out of men's DMs, but Mm -hmm. you put yourself in that environment, bro. You see what I'm saying? Like, you so can't... how would you respond if someone shot a DM at Yvonne right now? I know that's like a tough question, but honestly, is, bro, honestly, not. bro, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a jealous man, bro. Like, my thing is, like, and we've talked about it. Like, I told her, like, you know, if you ever decide to go that route, like, if she responds, yeah, oh, that's yeah. Right. that would happen. But, yeah, but yeah. my and this is this is what my response we because we've talked about this, yeah. you know, what I mean, and, and my to. response is is you know if you feel that this person who's trying to oh girl you beautiful this and that I tell you every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I tell her she's gorgeous all the time. And my thing is like, so if this dude's gonna turn around and think he's gonna do what I'm doing, he's gonna provide for you, he's gonna turn around and, and let you build a company and run it and be a mom. Correct. And he can provide do everything that I've done for you since day one, then he deserves you. Bang. But ain't no yeah. punk gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? It takes a man to do that, bro. It takes a man to say, you know what, I got you. You really? know, what? I I got two little girls, man, that live in El Paso. You know what I'm saying? I'm a divorced man and, and and I got two daughters. One of them is adopted. And, you know, I adopted her when she was five years old, man. But that's my girl. You know what I mean? I, I'm on her birth certificate. She is my last name. To me, that's my daughter. You know what I'm saying? It takes a grown man to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And and I have my biological daughter, and then I have Israel, who's, you know, Yvonne's son from, you know, from his dad. But at the same time, that's my son. I don't consider him my stepson. That's my son. That's my boy. Yeah. I'm with that boy every single day. And because of me, that little boy races me to open the door for her. Because of me, he's a yes ma'am, no ma'am. Because of me, he's very polite. He treats my daughters like his sister. You know what I'm saying? And he's very, very respectful. I mean, everyone loves him. He goes to school and the teachers love him. But that's because he's now he's got a father figure. He's got a real man figure at home 
who's teaching them these morals, who's teaching them this respect. And I mean, the, the, he even works out at home now. You know what I'm saying? And because I'm trying to teach him, like, man, it's all about health and fitness. But when he sees how I'm treating his mom and how his mom's always happy, now he's going to know how to treat a woman in return. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That shit starts at the house, bro. And But all these all these men out here nowadays, like, man, you want to be sneaky and, and, and be in the girls' DMs and all this other kind of shit and messaging women when you got a good woman at the house. Man, you building that mistrust. You building that toxicity. You are the toxic person. But then... Let your lady go out with another man and let you see them in public. Now all of a sudden you want to go shoot somebody. Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And but like you you built that. You know, and my thing is like you can build, like kind of like what we were talking about earlier. The fire was given to them as a tool. Right. They use it to burn down stuff and kill each other. The fire was made to be a resource. Yep. Right. So instead of let's make this fire and let's build a, some warmth. Let's, yeah. You know what I mean? A Let's tool. use this to cook food. Let's use yeah. I mean, instead that was that fire was being used against everybody. So my thing is that when you when you build with somebody, you know, that's that's a certain thing called a twin flame. Yep. And when you got that flame, what are you gonna do with it? Are you gonna let the fire go out because you wanna spark an interest on somebody on social media that ain't gonna do nothing for you but just wanna, you know, just wanna get in your drawers and leave you leave you for cold? You know what I'm saying? For that, for that little 15 minutes of fame. I don't put myself in that environment, no, it's, bro. It's I'm true. not gonna, you know. But you have to like, we, we do everything together. Everything. We everything. don't. We don't go. We don't like. I don't. Girls' night, guys' night. No, no, man. None of that. Because my thing is this: like, I don't. I don't want to have a circle. This is my circle is my family. Yeah. My lady and my kids. That's my circle. That's the only people I can trust. The only people that are gonna be there for me. That's deep. You know what I mean? Emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, anything. That's who you got. You just got that family. And a lot of that has to do with the fact of how I was raised. It was just me, my mom, my dad, and my brother. The rest of the family stayed in Puerto Rico. I didn't grow up with my grandmas and my grandpas and, and cousins and everything around me. I didn't have all that. It was just us four. So I'm real big on just a small unit is enough. Because the bigger the circle, the bigger the problems. Yep. The bigger the drama. You know what I'm saying? And and you don't need all that, man. You need, you need the people who are going to build you up. The people who are going to always motivates you to be better and instead of the people that are going to say man you can't do that that's don't do that that's not cool you know what i'm saying and when we when we made faith family fitness which is our when you know our brand and our logo it was just an idea and it was just like you know let's do something like let's do something for us so we can build a foundation for our kids later and granted we're just off the ground starting but we've had some support already and there's people out there wearing our logos and we we always appreciate them very much for the support but faith family fitness itself just those 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 three f's is what it stands for. You know what I mean? Just having faith. Like have you have to keep faith, man, because if you lose that, you're losing everything, man. You're losing yourself. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because we're only here because of the grace of God, man. We're not here for no other reason. Sure. You know, the success you got right now, bro, is because of God. Mm -hmm. You were given a talent. You you got a word, you got a you got a voice. Mm -hmm. And you're speaking to people, man. There's people that are listening. And I feel like I have the same voice. You know, I feel like I can inspire people. I feel like I can motivate people. I feel like I can just be that motivation, be that enthusiastic person that can build somebody up. And I, it's proven. You know what I'm saying? I took somebody who thought, I don't, I'm not worth this much. Like, I don't deserve this. This love ain't even real. Yeah, it is. You got it now. You know what I'm saying? Sure do. But you have to believe in it. You have to believe that, you know what? I am capable of doing this. I am capable of this. I deserve this. You know what I'm saying? But you have to truly believe in yourself to say, man, I, I earned this. I deserve this. Like, I've, I've had my faith. I've kept my faith in God. Why can't I have this? 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And granted, man, we've all been through roller coasters in time. You know, we've right, all right. Our roller coaster relationships, roller coasters, just career choices, you know, things that happen. I mean, I lost my rank three times when I was in corrections over, you know, just, man, putting my hands on people and lying about it. You know what I'm saying? And just trying to, trying to like scoop out the, the, the facts of, of the thing to try to make it sound like it was all the inmate when a lot of times it was me, but you know what? Even after this last situation that happened to me, man, I, I prayed about it and I asked God for forgiveness because I could have controlled that different. I know I could have, but you know what? My pride took over and it was just like, you know what? Ain't nobody going to talk to me that way. So I'm very slim on disrespect, but I also learned something from that scenario that, I mean, yeah, it was a good job. And they were like, man, we can't, we don't have, we don't do that around here. And I was blessed to get right back into the oil field where I kept, where I started. So I didn't lose nothing. And now I'm in a very better position, but I think that I'm in the position I am now because I asked for forgiveness. Absolutely. Because I didn't take that situation and exploit it and was out there just, you know, acting like, man, I whooped this dude and da 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 and and blow myself up like I'm this big bad dude because, Mm -hmm. man, I've done worse things to people much bigger than that. And I'm not proud of it. But you know what? I've suffered a lot of scars in my life, man. And and a lot of my tattoos tell a lot of the stories that I that of what I've been through in my life. But you know, I'm you know, sometimes, man, when you when you know how to protect yourself physically, there's there's times where you're gonna take advantage of it because of built up tension and anger. But that's something you can't be proud of, man. And that's how a lot of guys that that's how domestic relationships and domestic violence happens because a lot mm-hmm. of dudes got a lot of shit built up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they don't take it to the gym. They don't beat up beat up the weight room and take out that anger and everything else. So when that when that when a lady gets stressed out and she blows up, words hurt more than physical punches. Sometimes you know what I mean. Like people live and die by the time. Yeah, yeah, bro. Somebody can say one thing, and yeah, you may you may try to forgive it, man. But you're gonna remember that the rest of your life. Those words are always gonna be there embedded in your heart. And a lot of times, you know what happens is where, and this is just my opinion. You know what I mean? Where people have a lot of built up stress and anger. And they take it to drugs. They take it to alcohol instead of taking it to the gym, taking it to church. You know what I mean? Taking it to family functions. Positive, positive distractions. Yeah, man. Like, absolutely. Again, my grandma told me a long time ago, man, but she said it in Spanish, of course, but she said, you hang out with shit long enough, you're going to smell like it. (laughs) And that told me a lot about the people I hung out with. You know what I mean? So if you can't hang out out with people who build you up, people who are going to motivate you, people who are going to push you to be better, man, you with the wrong people. And that was one of the things that we spoke about, you know, with the with the women she was hanging out with. Like, are they building you up or are they bringing you down because they want to look cool on Snapchat, drinking tequila straight from the bottle? <laughs> like, what are you getting out of that? You know what I'm saying? Not, like, you're messing, up, you're messing up your liver. Oh, okay. If anything, that's what you're doing. You look like trash in the, in the, on camera. Correct. Yeah, you to you, you're having a great old time. But what's your liver doing? Your liver's over there praying for you. <laughs> I mean, think you know about saying? it. Who would it <laughs> think about it? Who would have taken me serious at that time, me drinking and partying? I wasn't even taking myself serious. So you got to start changing yourself in order for a change to come into your life. You want a serious relationship? You want a marriage? You want a real man? We'll start being a real woman as well. Absolutely, it doesn't. Absolutely. It doesn't just come. Uh, Lord, you bring me a good man. And, uh, yeah, no, no, no. You got to start put changing in some with work. yourself. Yeah. No yeah. sacrifice, no victory, and whatever you do. Yeah. yeah. But going back to the answer, who, what would happen if somebody DMs him? That really, at this stage and level of a relationship, I mean, he can get twenty DMs. I know my worth. 
I know who I am at this point. I know who we are as a, as, as a relationship. Uh, I mean, the bond that we have and how far we've come in this relationship. I mean, like you said, I mean, you can't control what people can say or not say, saying you or not send you. Of course, uh, out there, a lot of people don't have a good relationship at home. So therefore, whenever they see us, they'd be like, oh, I want that. You know, one thing that, my shot. that I that I see from you guys, especially Wally, is it's not so much what happens to you, but how you react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad that it takes a, a, it takes a, a special kind of man to, because you could have twisted that and been like, yeah, I beat his ass. And at the beginning, we're like, dang, you beat his ass, dude. Like, that's crazy. But you actually said, like, Mike Tyson talks about this in an interview where if someone can control you emotionally or how you react, yeah, he's yeah. your master and your master. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, shit. He's right, dude. Like, mm-hmm. if someone, if you control how you react to whatever yeah. happens to you. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I, I, I applaud that recognition. Yeah, so talk to me about F, the three Fs. or how, how do you say your brand? Faith, family, fitness. And it's just F3. F3. So, talk um, to me about it. What what inspired you to do it? I know you told me a little bit, but what are y'all trying to build? So you want to talk about this or you want me to do it? Go ahead and do it. Okay. So so initially the way it started, um, man, one night we were just laying in bed and we were just kind of like, let's start a business. Let's do something. Like, well, initially our plan was to build a gym. We want to mm-hmm. we want to buy a gym. We want to own a gym. Okay. And we want to, like, help people get into shape. You don't get into a shit. Sorry. We want to help people get back in shape and, and work on their fitness, work on their health, you know, to, for a better lifestyle, for a longer lifestyle. You know, and granted, I mean, anybody can walk out the door and get into an accident and that's it. You know what I mean? But, right, right. But overall, like, do you want to live a healthy lifestyle? Do you want to look good? Do you want to feel good? You know, do you want, do you want to look good in the mirror naked? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of things that comes with that. But yeah. we were talking about it and we were looking at different places. Like, even in OJ, man, we were actually looking at some buildings in OJ. For OJ? Yeah. yeah, for, for the cool. gym. You know, because we figured that, you know, there's no really big industrial looking type gyms that have stuff in there over there exactly Mm -mm. so so we were even thinking about that and then i was like man what would we call it so we just kind of started you know kind of going through names and everything and i already have an llc so when i was in the oil field i decided to do some flowback work and started my own llc called swatis contracting just my last name contracting llc something simple so we're laying in bed and i was like what about f3 faith family fitness and she was like i like that i like the sound of that f3 so Man, we just kind of started brainstorming on a little bit. And then I was like, you know what? Let's do it. And uh, she was still at the sheriff's department. I was back mm-hmm. in the oil field already. And she was about to transition into night shift. And we were kind of going over just how the life schedule was going to be at, you know what I mean? Like her being away at night and then me having to, you know, by the time she gets home, I'm already You're at work. Already working. Yeah, yeah. So like we wouldn't be able to see each other for the couple of days that she'd have to be on nights, you know, until she gets days off or whatnot. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't even want you there no more. Like, I don't feel safe because now I no longer work there. So, like, I'm not there to be a support factor, nor if, like, when, excuse me, but if these guys that normally like to flirt and like to disrespect you and all this other kind of stuff know Swatis ain't there no more, they're going to take that shot. They're going to take advantage of that knowing that I can't be there to come back and go tear up their house and go, you know, kind of do a little payback, you know what I'm saying, for disrisrespecting my lady while she's at work trying to do her thing, you know, trying to make a living. Right. She's not. She's not there to be flirted with. She's there to do a job, and that's what that you know. So that happened. Oh, all the time. Okay. It is not easy for a good-looking female to to work at that type of environment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not the greatest like, well, model and this and that, but at the end of the day, that's all they see. 
when when they're in yeah. there. But so the, I mean, it's a lot of disrespect. You're just oh, looked at as a piece of meat, really. Yeah. A good looking female is like that's you're like that's a platinum ticket to an inmate. If he can get with her, oh, that dude's like just like won the lottery. Like he's a top dog on the scale when it comes to the inmates. You know that they can mess with staff. But the ones who have the hardest time are the ones who have low self esteem. The ones who are overweight that are you know exceeding the makeup just to trying to look apparent. Because guess who's telling them they look great? Oh, the, the convict. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, oh, he wants money in his books. You know, what I mean that dude. That dude want to get a little extra soups on a Sunday afternoon to watch football with. And guess who's gonna pay for it? The big girl who he told she was pretty. Yeah, you see what I'm saying, and that's how that's how they get them in there, bro. Because they know yeah. they got low self esteem, but they notice everything, man. You know, but um, moving forward to that, I didn't want her Working. going back over there, mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what, you're not going back, and that was it. I just kind of put my foot down. I was like, you're not going back. You don't need to go back there. I got you. I'll work two damn jobs if I have to. And I was like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Tomorrow morning, you can turn in your shit. We're not going back. Call your sergeant. Tell him. You're done. Going. So she did, and she was nervous, man. She was shaking, her eyes were hands were sweaty because that's what she loved to do. She loved working in corrections, you know. You liked it for real, yeah. yeah. yeah she was good at it, man. She was, yeah, really good. that's and the reason that was why a... I, I handled myself the way I did and mm-hmm. the way I I walk in there. Like, I was always serious to the point and never messing around with, with these people because you can't, you can't, no, no, you're, no, you're straight to the point, and that's it. But I've been working, like I said, since uh 2014 in corrections, so that's crazy. You know, for for me that had all the years of experience that I had in corrections to see a female young working yell, in that yeah, yelling the way she was and putting them in their spot and like sweating like, the damn. smallest. Oh, for real? Yeah, and sweating the smallest thing, bro. Like, I mean, the the smallest little ruling fraction, bro. She was on that ass, so I was like, man, hell yeah. And she and she beautiful too. Like, oh, bro. So to me, it was like, you know, if anybody even decided to say, huh, like, bitch, if you can huh, you could hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do what she told you to do. Like, yes, sir. You know, so like, damn, oh, like, dang, y'all were a yeah, dynamic so, duo. Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> and, and it was like, you know, dudes would try to take their shirt off and flex. Now, you know, of course, and I'll show up to the door and I'm like, put your shirt on. You ain't flexing nothing, bro. Put the birds back inside the chest cage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't got nothing but a little chest cavity, bro. Put it back on. And, you know what I mean? And I even had to let it be known. And a lot of inmates knew already that we were dating at the time, you know what I mean? So, but that's crazy. We decided to do that. And then, you know, we just started investing money. You know, we knew we knew exactly what we wanted to do as far as the gym apparel. And she started looking on TikTok and started finding little things that like help us build a logo and everything. And, and I let her do it all, man. I let her pick the logo, whatever she wanted to do. That's and, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, just threw money in. I bought her a nice, you know, big old Mac, you know, computer and anything she wanted, bro. The 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 heat press machine, whatever. I was just buying it. If she said, "Look, babe, look, I like this." Boom! It was coming in the mail, bro. I was just like, click, buy. It. You know what I'm saying? I invested Dang, my money. Well, I, mean, I want to marry you now, bro. You know, that's where I'm, <laughs> I'm going. I'm taking play. I'm taking. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm going. Imagine as a woman that was taken for granted and not truly loved. See more. And then for this, a man to come yeah. along, yeah, step up as a father, to do all he's done for me, to get me out of that environment, to give me a company, to love me, to protect me, to reassure me every single day because he does. I'm not an easy person to deal with uh, for our background and corrections and relationships. And neither is he. But you know what? A lot of people says that the key in relationships is uh, communication. No, it's not. It's comprehending each other. Dude, we just, we just talked about this shit. You can communicate all you want. You can communicate about what, what color your shit is. That? But if you don't sit there and comprehend 
if you don't sit there and put yourself in that person's position and yeah. be like, you know what, I don't understand. And maybe to me, it's not a big of a deal, but to, her but it to you it is. Yeah. And I'm sorry if I made you feel what type of way, whatever type of way. That goes a long way. Like it goes a words, long like, way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's the key of everything. And we're both like grown. We all, we both have built ways. So it's two different roles and it's not easy to, to get along. But therefore, like, we love each other. We we're in this until home. until God wants us to, you know, and what a best way to to be each other's best friend and and be there to listen, to hear out each other, to to love each other each and every day. I mean, who has that nowadays? I mean, I'm blessed. I do. Big facts. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people would just they compliment us all the time, you know, what I mean, because I opened the door for her to get in the truck and out of the truck. You know I mean? <laughs> when and, we started there, you know, I said, baby, I don't open my own my own doors. I was just messing around oh, to this man. day. Yeah, but I mean, I was doing to this it. I was day, like, I got that. Don't worry does. about that. You know what I'm saying? But now, like I said, like it's to the point where now, you know, we got a six-year-old boy that runs to the door he's to watching. open up the door for mom. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's because, cool. and he's he sees me doing that. So he knows, obviously, that's something you have to do. Yeah. You know, and, and he's got a great heart, you know what I mean? But, I mean, he's learning that at the house because he's seeing it, you know what I'm saying? And and as a father and as a man, you always got to think that, man, even when you think that nobody's watching, man, somebody is. somebody's always watching you, man. It doesn't matter who it is, but, you know, there's always going to be eyes on you, right? Always. The man upstairs is always watching you, everything you do, man. So, you know, any, anything you do, you got to put it with the grace of God, put it with faith in it and know that it could be something positive if you make it something positive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the reason why I do the morning motivation every day on my on my social media and on my story, you know, on, on everything and every little platform that we got, I'll put it, I'll put it on there because you just never know who you can inspire. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody might wake up on the wrong side of the bed or somebody might have something happen to them the day before and they wake up and that's the first thing they see on their timeline. They could be like, man, I needed to hear that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, could, yeah, and that could change your day. You know what I mean? Because it shows like, man, like this world is so negative nowadays, man. You know, Absolutely. and, you see nothing but like the shit about COVID, the shit about this Omicron yeah, and all this bullshit. about people getting sick and all this other shit. You know what I mean? The government, all the all the crazy shit that's bullshit, being put man. out there and people are putting all their energy into it. Yep, and, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm really big on energy. You know what I'm saying? If you focus on negativity, you're going to attract negativity. You know, the, the, the same misery loves company came from somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. It's just like if we if we all for the work, work for the same company. And something bad happened to you and you started talking about what happened to you, then all of a sudden it's going to bring up something that happened to you and you're going to bring that up. And then I'm going to be thinking about something that happened to me and then I'm going to bring it up and then she's going to think about something that happened to her. And then all, now all of a sudden all four of us are bashing this company, right? Yep. Because misery loves company. You got something that happened to you. So now all of a sudden they brought up memories of a negative past and here we are speaking nothing but negativity. But if you got somebody who can start your day off positively, which is what we're trying to do as a business and as a couple is to inspire people through fitness posts, through just even if we take pictures of ourselves and just build each other up, you know, just because they can say, man, you know what? I'm proud of you. Like, you know, when she hits a new PR in the gym, you know, when she gets heavier than she ever thought possible. And she's like, man, I didn't think I can lift that much. I'm proud of you. And I'll boast about it. I'll put it on my Mm -hmm. social media, you know what I mean? Because even though social media is a dangerous platform, that's toxic to most relationships it's only because you put yourself in that environment in that position yeah you shouldn't be posting i don't post no damn selfies of myself i don't you you'll never see a post with me with my shirt off yeah because i'm not i don't need to do that i don't i'm not trying to impress nobody i got the woman i want you know what i'm saying so my social media is literally all about her 
<laughs> and it's about us and it's about our kids and it's about our business. You know what I mean? And it's, and it has to do with nothing but exactly that about our faith, about the family, about fitness. And that's exactly, I mean, I love that. I love what we stand for because it's literally what our life is about now. You know what I'm saying? So we just promote it every single day. And I just believe that, you know, the more positivity we can filter out, more positivity we're going to get in return. Woe is me. Why are you a victim? We, we actually just talked about that. I swear to God, because I had those three guys in there and I could sense one of them was kind of low on himself. And I was like, dude, I feel everyone will go through depression, but you don't have to stay there. It's Correct. And, and another thing is like your mentality, like if you're grateful and thankful for everything, it's impossible to be depressed because Absolutely. depression is like self-loathing and like, and uh, being like, what is that called when you're all about yourself? Uh, like self-centered. self and ego, dude. Like yeah, yeah. if you're grateful and you're, you know, you're, you're thankful for everything, there's no reason why you should be depressed. I'm, exactly. I'm 100% agree with you on that. It's just people trying to play the victim all the time for other people to draw but, attention. But some people will still argue that, no, it's a mental illness and this and that. We not. were talking about it, dude. And I'm like, even if it is, even if it is, because I'm, I'm not a professional, but even if it is a fucking mental illness, there's tools at your disposal that you can use to get over that shit. You do not have to stay there. And it starts with yourself. Yeah. Even like the videos you do in the morning, like sometimes somebody just needs that spark. Mm -hmm. just, to mm -hmm. fucking, just to trigger that thought. Like, yeah. Man, I got but, it right. But and you know what the tool did. is? You want to know what the tool is? The Bible, bro. I know you're yeah. going to say that. That's the tool. I mean, because if you honestly think that, you know, like that guy that was in here earlier, like he could sit here and act like he's depressed about everything. But, bro, you got clothes on your back. Are you freezing out there in the cold right now? You or said there's you, literally you have, anything you, you can be He probably got for. a brand new iPhone. Yeah. And he probably got a truck sitting out there that's worth $40,000. Yeah, exactly. But you're depressed, bro? Like, I mean, there's people out there walking. There's people out there stuck in the cold right now. Yeah. That's ungrateful I mean, people. Yeah, and that's, that's you being ungrateful. That's not you being depressed. Mm -hmm. That's you failing to realize that, bro, that there's so many blessings around you. And you're in here. And failed to realize this that. this being yeah. in here right now, bro, being able to do this podcast is a blessing, bro. Like this is not this is not just something that just falls into your lap. So I'm not gonna sit in here and act like, oh, I'm just gonna be all depressed, bro. Like, hell no, man. I'm excited. Like I'm 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 hype. I go back to the gym right now and go press some more weight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> but but I mean my thing is because like people depression is not a mental illness, bro. The mental you know why it's called a mental illness? Because if not, how's a psychiatric gonna how's the psychiatric doctor gonna make gonna money? Gonna continue to keep you. How are they gonna make money? If they don't say that you have a mental illness and keep you coming back for more, how they're going to make money. And I tell people this even in fitness. A healed patient is a lost customer. It's a lost customer. That's it. So if you continue to sit there and think negativity, if you continue to sit there and be depressed, all you're doing is making somebody else some money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing saying, man, we got a friend of ours, man, that she's, she's a great person, man. I met her yeah. years ago and she went through a lot of health issues and everything. But you know what she did, man? She turned it all around. She went and got a a yoga instructor license, a personal training right. license. She got a degree in sports medicine. Like oh, now nice. she's, you know, she's pushing it. Nice. Mm -hmm. And you know, she knows that she was, you know, she let her health go, but what did she do? She put her faith in God. She went through some health issues and she's bouncing back even stronger. That's, awesome. That's how you're supposed to do it, man. If you're going to fall, like Will Smith says it perfectly, man, if you fall, fall forward, yep. get back up and keep moving forward, man. Don't fall backwards, man. Fall forward. You know what I'm saying? Because you can always catch yourself, man. That's why your hands are in front. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You break your fall, man, and you get up and you keep pushing, man. But you keep making excuses for yourself, man. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You're the only competition you got, man. Correct. So you continue to make all these excuses, man. You ain't going to go nowhere. That's what depression is, an excuse yeah. for you to move forward and work hard That's each it. and every day.
That's it. And you can't, I mean, don't get me wrong. You can't go back and start all over again. You can't. But you can change the ending from where you at right now. You could change your life from today and finish and change your whole. You ending. don't have to be the same person you were yesterday. That's no, what my wife man. says all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't. I mean, it's just like this. Like you, you. How long you been growing that beard? Uh, shit. I don't know, dude. To be honest with you, long time though, right? A little bit, yeah. So, like we said, you don't have to be the same person you were today. I guarantee I could shave you wake it. up first thing in the morning, you shave that beard, you look like a whole new man. <laughs> That's facts. You see what I'm saying? And it's a whole other you. You see my cheeks and shit. Dude. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know if I'm gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just, you know, metaphorically speaking, no, that's no, that's a whole sure, other man sure. now. That's a whole other man. You know what I'm saying? I could look at I mean, she's seen pictures of me with a beard. And she's like, Man, you look older. Don't like it. It looks you don't like the beard. No. Yeah, she was like, Man, I'm curious now. That's, that's a whole other person. You know what I'm saying? But you know, my thing is that you know, I'm 42 years old, and a lot of people say, Man, you don't look 42, man. You mm-hmm. look you look a lot younger than for your age, but it's because your health. And but my, also my thought process, bro. Yeah, that's true. Because that's true. believe it or not, man, if you keep thinking negativity about yourself, bro, you bring that's yourself down, bring you up, and it man. affects everything, bro. Your you mental health. Yes, absolutely, bro. Thing. And just like you said, you notice that dude was depressed. You can yeah. see it on their body. You can language. see it in their face. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You can see, people wear their emotions on their sleeve. They wear it on their face, but your body feels it. Yeah. Stress mm-hmm. is one of the biggest causes of gaining weight. Because you if overthink you shit. You overthink, bro. You're you're thinking too far into something. And you're not stopping to think. You got to find the positive outlook of everything, man. No matter what happens in life, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can sit here and dwell on the fact that, you know what? I lost my job at the sheriff's department. But why would I? I learned something from that, bro. I should I should control my anger. And I need to, I need to control the fact that I know, I know what I can do. I know the damage I can do physically mm-hmm. to somebody. But I shouldn't take advantage of that Correct. because that's a talent. That's that's a tool. Unless they that's a tool that was wife, given. Like yeah, said. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's a tool that was given to me. The fact that I can defend myself and I'm as strong as I am and I can fight and I that's love to cool. do it, that doesn't mean anything. That's a talent. So I can either expose that talent and say, I'm gonna go get in a ring and go try my shots. Hell no. There's people who've been training that shit for years. There's somebody out there better than me. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I'm the big dog. Right. I took advantage of a situation. I'm not proud of it. But I also understood that real quick. And humbled myself and asked for forgiveness and 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 continue to ask for forgiveness because I felt bad after a while of what I did because I knew I could have handled that a much better way because of those 17 years of experience. I should have handled that different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I had the, I I've made those mistakes more than once. But I knew that if I was gonna make a change, I had to get I had to get that lesson taught to me. Yeah, you yeah. see what I'm saying? But God led me to that situation because there was something else coming for me oh, yeah. that I had to learn from that mistake. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? So, so I had to build myself <clears throat> up off that. But I mean, I couldn't have done that had I not had I lost my faith. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Had I lost my faith, I, I could have been that guy depressed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I could have, yeah, I could have let that thing like act like my my whole life is over because exactly. I lost this job. But I would have lost at, maybe relationship yeah housing girls everything if you let it i mean what i lose i was looking for a job when i found that one (laughs) you know what i'm saying but when you go and and then we're in odessa texas man who's not hiring right now yeah Yeah. i mean i can't be i can't be too proud to say you know what i got kids to support man if i'm gonna sit here and act like i'm too good to work at heb then what kind of man really am i exactly you know what I'm saying? I don't care what you do for a living, bro. If you provide it for your for kids, family, you're a king, bro. Absolutely. It doesn't matter what your job title is. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as you, as you if you're a man and you do doing whatever you got to do to provide. Pray for your family. Man, I don't care if you work at three gas stations at one time, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? If you're doing whatever the, whatever you can possible to do that's legal and safe, and you're doing it out of the faith in your heart to provide for your kids, man, then you're a king in my book, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to judge nobody by what they do. Now, if you out there doing bad and you out there, you know, you out there hurting people on purpose, then you deserve for the state of Texas to be disciplining your ass. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I I learned from that, man. And people can learn from their own mistakes, man. People stop need to need to stop dwelling on mistakes because those those things are happening. Those are life lessons, man. You know what I'm saying? Take it as a lesson. Yeah, yeah. You never lose, you learn. Yeah, yeah I agree. 100%. Yeah, everything and regardless, you may lose a job, and you may lose that financial income stability. But you know what? If you keep your faith in God and you say, God, and you know, forgive me Dude, for this, Brian. forgive me for what I did. You provided me with this blessing and I messed it up. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And you work towards the next goal. Eventually, bro, you're going to get built right back up. Oh, yeah. And you're going to get it all back and more. But it's all of the test of faith, man. Every single thing you go through in life is a challenge, bro. It's how you handle it. And it's how you push through it. It's how you go through the adversity. It's how you go through the changes, the obstacles. Like, you're always going to have obstacles in life, bro. I mean, I mean, there's a saying that that I heard a a video on TikTok where it says, the top of the mountain is the bottom of the first, or the bottom of the next one. Yeah. Keep climbing. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, that's that's a that's a powerful quote, man. You know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't matter how high you got, there's somebody above you, dog. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? There's somebody always gonna be above you. So mm-hmm. keep going for more, man. Keep climbing, keep doing better because it's just like it's it's what it is in, in life, it's what it is in your relationship, man. You know what I mean? If we've I've I've tell her all the time, like, look how far we got in a year. Yeah. Imagine what we can do this year. Hell yeah. You know so, what I'm saying? So I, I Everything that you're saying is awesome, dude. And I and I you're you're a freaking inspiration. I I want to start hitting the gym with you. We're, we're gonna talk and everything. And Absolutely. if you got any questions, plug in that that social media right now. Mm-hmm. We're down to our last five minutes. I was gonna tell you anything. Any last takeaways that I want to say? Plug in. How do how do people get a hold of you? How do, what if they want to get some merch? What if they want to do personal training? How do we get a hold of you? They can contact us. We have a, a page on Instagram. That's where we get all our apparel out of Faith, Family, and Fitness. F3. F3. And also our personal social media as well. So Wally Suarez and Yvonne Rodriguez. So hit them up. And then, yeah. uh, dude, I want to do another one like with you guys. And then, like, <laughs> Wally, if you want to come in, bro, whatever. And, and you, Yvonne, like, maybe we, we could do a couple's one too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to find your girl. Rich, we're gonna we're gonna get you one, bro. We're we gonna hit the gym and we're gonna find you one, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, but but we should do this again for sure. And uh, appreciate you guys taking the time. Yeah, and and Thank you I really like us. what you guys had to sh- uh, say and share with us. And there's I'm I'm really happy for you guys. I'm and I'm Thank proud you. of you guys you. Uh, standing up and doing the right thing for couples and and wanting to build something from that. So I applaud you guys on doing Thank that. You. Um, Thank you guys for having us, man. It was great. No, absolutely. Thank you, so was, Thank you for joining us. Any any last takeaways? No, good. No, Richard. man. Like I said, uh, if you guys want to check us out, Faith Family Fitness F three on Instagram. Um, just look at us, man. We got merchandise. We got a lot of positive quotes and everything. You can mm-hmm. just follow us, man. You're looking for some motivation. We can we can help you. You know, we can help you in the gym. We can help you just in life in general, relationship advice, whatever <laughs> it is, man. You know, we yeah. like to do some life coaching too. You know, whatever cool. we can, whatever we can to help people out, man. And we're just trying to make the place a better place to live, man. There's, Absolutely. There's so much negativity out there, man. We're just trying to be that little positive, positive. light that we can, yeah. we can be. You know what I mean? Facts. Amen. Thank, wow. you. Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you.